We just heard St. Luke's account of the Passion of our Lord. Next year on Palm Sunday, St. Matthew's version will be read, and the following year we will hear St. Mark's account. St. John's Passion narrative, of course, is read every single year on Good Friday, so you'll have to come back on Good Friday to hear it. There are certain details about the suffering and death of Jesus that all four Gospel writers record. There are some details that only two or three of them mention. But there are other aspects of the story that only one of these Gospel writers records for us. And that's one of the reasons we should thank God that there are four Gospels. Besides, if there were only three, what would our sanctuary look like in the back there? Two guys on one side, one on the other, it just wouldn't quite work. So we can thank God on that level as well. But the important point is, if there weren't four Gospels, we would know a lot less about Jesus' suffering and death, as well as a lot less about his earthly life and ministry. And one of the aspects of the story that is peculiar to St. Luke's version of the Passion is the conversion of the so-called good thief. Tradition has given him the name Dismas, but that name is not used in the Bible. St. John mentions the fact that Jesus was crucified between two men, but he says nothing else about them. St. Mark and St. Matthew do identify the two men as criminals of some sort. But they tell us that both of them verbally attacked Jesus as they hung there with him on Mount Calvary. Only St. Luke mentions the fact that one of these two thieves rebuked the other, acknowledged his guilt, repented, and then asked Jesus to remember him when our Lord came into his kingdom. Now, does that mean that at least one of the Gospel writers got it wrong? Is St. Luke correct? And if he is, how can you harmonize his version with Mark's and Matthew's? Did one of the thieves repent and defend our Lord, or did both insult him? Well, as a Catholic, I believe that all four Gospels are historically accurate on this matter and that you can easily harmonize the three of them that talk about the thieves in detail, or at least in some detail, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Here's how I think it all happened. I believe that immediately after these two thieves were crucified on Good Friday, both of them did verbally attack our Lord. They heard the insults of the chief priests and the Pharisees and the other enemies of Jesus, and in their anger and frustration and in their pain, they joined right in and verbally attacked our Lord as well. But at some point during the time that they hung there with Jesus, one of them did have a change of heart. Which leads to the obvious question, I think, why? In other words, what led him to change? What melted this man's heart? What brought him to the point of conversion? Well, we don't know with absolute certitude why the conversion happened. But I would say that it must have had something to do 
with how Jesus handled his suffering. Personally, I think that the good thief was moved, deeply moved by the love and the mercy that he sensed in Jesus, which motivated our Lord to forgive his murderers. As he was in the process of being murdered, not after he could get over the hurt of it all, but while he was being murdered, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Jesus suffered for us, but remember, he suffered in love. There's an old saying, what held Jesus to the cross wasn't the nails. It was his love for you and for me. And that had to have a powerful impact on this thief, who initially was suffering in anger and hatred and bitterness. The way in which Jesus Christ suffered evangelized this hardened criminal. It melted his heart. And it ultimately brought him into heaven. And we know that for a fact because of what Jesus said to him. Today you will be with me in paradise. I mention all this today because this is the year of evangelization here in our diocese. Now when we think of evangelization, what do we normally think of? We think of the direct type of evangelization, do we not? Speaking about Jesus and our faith to somebody else who doesn't believe. Inviting somebody to come with us to Mass. Inviting someone to come with us to a mission so that they get transformed, so that they can come to know the Lord themselves. Inviting someone to come with us when we're going to confession. Going ourselves and encouraging them to go. That's direct evangelization. But today's lesson is, evangelization can also be indirect. The way we act in certain situations, the way that we treat other people, especially our enemies, and the way that we patiently endure our own trials and sufferings, all of that can have a very powerful impact on other people and it can lead them to Jesus Christ. See, indirect evangelization can be every bit as effective as direct evangelization. And if you don't believe me, when you get to heaven, ask the good thief, because that's precisely how Jesus Christ evangelized him on Good Friday.